Mm-hmm. Um, so I left that year in March and I didn't get hired into photography until August. Wow. So it was not, I'm leaving to go into something else that I had planned. I was like, I'm going to the house and I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but during that time, I had the conversation with myself. I had the conversation with God and I was like, you know, I really want to do something that I love to do. And I don't want to spend two and three decades doing something that I just absolutely don't love. Like mm-hmm. that is not what it is to live an abundant life, according to your word. So help me figure this out. And so um, after applying to so many various jobs, higher ed and photography, photography called back. And that's the path that I've been on. But my support system has been great. Um, with wisdom, just knowing to, I'm not I am not recommending that anybody make the leap out of the nest mm-hmm. <laughs> um how they say leave your good government job mm-hmm. um it's nothing um but what I am saying is have a plan before you do have a plan um and even if you feel like you have a supportive support system that you can talk to mm-hmm. um because they will support you then have the conversations also with those around you. Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to Creative Habits Podcast. Um, we have a very special guest today in this episode. We are thrilled to introduce Stephanie Sinclair Howard, a native of Florence, South Carolina, and a graduate of South Carolina State University. After working in the social services and higher education fields, Stephanie discovered her passion for photography and took a leap of faith to pursue it. Um, today, she is a proud founder of Mini Crop Photography, LLC, uh, a business she nurtured while working as a school photographer. Join us as we delve into Stephanie's inspiring journey and learn how she turned her quiet love for photography into a thriving entrepreneurial venture. Welcome, Stephanie. How are you doing? Ooh, who is that woman you were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> she did all that. accolades accolades so um thank you for having me of course of course it's wonderful to see you again um just a quick background we met each other at um a previous employment that you know we did training for school photography Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um I've been following your journey and I really love um what you're doing and how you're 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 putting the seeds to make your business fruitful and, and vibrant I love it Thank you so much. That's what it's about. Planting seeds literally mm. every day. I I am a farmer in mm. <laughs> mm. business, um, constantly connecting with people, um, pushing the boundaries of my creativity, um, connecting with my why. 
mm. as much as I can in a day, every day. Um, and just identifying that and being able to share it with people. So I love it. So um, can you take me on a uh take me on your journey? What made you want to like fully pursue um photography after working you know in, in higher education and and your other endeavors like what drew you to photography um I think I, I've always actually had a um an interest in photography just as a hobby um just an attraction to it really because even as a hobby I didn't do it a whole lot um, however, there were some checkpoints along the way, um, in my childhood and then coming up through South Carolina state that I can distinctly re remember being drawn to photography in some way, mm. um, from like possibly <laughs> stealing, I should, or maybe just borrowing <laughs> forever, um, a long time, uh, um, a toy camera from my sister mm. that she had when I was probably, probably like eight years old or so. Um, I was like, she's not using this. Let me just, it's colorful. It said Crayola. It was, it looked like a toy, but it actually, you could actually load film in the back of it. Um, so that was a glimpse, um, of my childhood with photography. Um, and then fast forward, um, I had gotten a camera in high school. I was also a band geek, mm. um, but I had gotten a, a camera for my trip or one of our band trips. And so that's another checkpoint. Um, and in college, one of my first um, purchases with my refund check was a camera. So <laughs> I'm just like, they just keep getting more and more expensive. And I keep asking for a camera like every first, every third birthday or so along the way. Um, and they just keep <laughs> growing. Um, they, they are of course more and more expensive. It's, it is a, a pricey hobby <laughs> to have. Mm -hmm. Um, but nevertheless, I got into higher education, um, at a university local to the area. And I, um, I just found that, I wasn't fulfilled by the work that I was doing there. Um, not that I wasn't um, enjoying it because I was, or not that I wasn't good at it because I was. Um, it just, you know, I, I just wasn't fulfilled by it at all. Um, and I had a little conversation with myself one day um, and I was like, why is it, or how do I become one of the people who get to do what they love to do? Mm. And they say that they never work a day in their lives. Like, how can I be one of those individuals? And I was like, let me pray about that. So I definitely did. Um, and God was like photography. And even in my desires um, and my hobby and the thing that was um, just gratifying to me, like I just, I was like not trying to believe it when God was like photography. And I was like, mm, no, probably not that. Let me pray again, just in case, mm -hmm. Lord, you didn't hear me. Um, and sure enough, he was like photography. And I was like, okay, mm. well, I'm going to try you. Um, and so I applied to a few jobs in the field. Um, of course, a ton of other jobs in the field that I was currently in because it was my comfort zone, although it wasn't um fulfilling to me but it was comfortable it was what I was used to it was what I knew 
Um, and so, yeah, the, the school photography job called me back, hired me on the spot. And I, that's that was my first big pivot. And ever since, it's been photography ever since. Mm, I love it. What was that transition like, that first transition of, you know, um, letting going outside of your comfort zone and like fully pursuing that? I know um, you had a conversation with God, but what was were you nervous? Were you um, excited? Like, what was that transition like? Heck, yeah. All that. Um, (laughs) I I at the time I knew more of what I didn't want Mm. than what I wanted. Um, A lot of times people will just assume that, oh, you just love photography so much. You just wanted to pursue photography full time so much that you left your corporate job. And I'm like, not at all. It's actually that I I didn't love my corporate job so much that I was willing to pivot. Um, And then I pivoted into something that I loved. Um, And so from there, it's been a it's been a ride. Um, It definitely started off slow for sure. Um, but scary is an understatement. This yeah. still scary. <laughs> yeah. and, it's, and I'm like, I'm, uh, that was 2016, seven years later, it's still scary. Yeah. You know, you just have to jump scared and you just have to do it scared. What was your support system? Like, I know, um, let's say for example, my mother, if I were to leave like, a, you know, uh, secure government quote unquote job to pursue something creative my mother would kind of look at me like I was crazy like (laughs) what was that support system like oh my support my support system was fantastic um the good thing is though when I did leave I had a nest egg so I mean wisdom was also a part of my support system right um so I did pivot however um, I didn't pivot with empty pockets. I'm going to just mm-hmm. say that. So mm-hmm. I had a savings of several months, several months um, to catch me just in case. I was like, if this doesn't work out, at least I have at least six or seven months, um, yeah. you know, to figure it out. And if not, then I can always go back into higher ed, which is what I know. Um, however, I'm going to take the best swing that I can during the six mm-hmm. months. And so that's what I did. Um, I saved up and then I made the pivot um, and I made the pivot to go home, like Mm -hmm. to leave, not to leave into photography. There was a gap. Mm -hmm. Um, So I left that year in March and I didn't get hired into photography until August. Wow. So it was not, I'm leaving to go into something else that I had planned. I was like, I'm going to the house. And I don't know what's next. <laughs> um, but during that time, I had the conversation with myself. I had the conversation with God. And I was like, you know, I really want to do something that I love to do. And I don't want to spend two and three decades doing something that I just absolutely don't love. Like, mm. that is not what it is to live an abundant life, according to your word. So yeah. help me figure this out. And so... um, after applying to so many various jobs, higher ed and photography, photography called back. And that's the path that I've been on. But my support system has been great. Um, with wisdom, just knowing, to, I'm not, I am not recommending that anybody make the leap out of the nest. 
um, how they say, leave your good government job um, mm. into nothing. Um, but what I am saying is have a plan before you do have a plan. Um, and even if you feel like you have a supportive support system that you can talk to, mm. um, because they will support you, then have the conversations also with those around you. Um, and my mom, my sister, my dad, um, my boyfriend at the time, which is now my husband, um, my neighbors, like friends, I, I had a, a very solid group, extended family. Um, I had a very solid group of people that was, you know, clapping in the background, like you, you can do it. Um, they were a little slow claps at the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> but it picked up for sure. It picked up for sure. They were always on my team and that I do appreciate, but, um, you also have to, with wisdom that we're talking about, you also have to be careful with who you share your dreams with, because not always will people support you. Right. Um, sometimes some people will infiltrate their feels, uh, their fe- fears onto you. Right. Um, and that can pollute your vision um, and cause you to be paralyzed and not move forward. So, so yeah. I love that. Um, you touched on a lot of good things. I think it's extremely important to have a good support system or a good mm-hmm. cheerleaders to help, you know, keep you motivated. And I think it was a Jay-Z quote um, that said, people will often put their limitations on you, you know? So I, I love that you, you kept your faith, you kept pushing mm-hmm. forward and um, you had a plan and you did it, which is important for any artist or any person looking to go into any entrepreneurial field. Yeah, for sure make the leap it's I, I i that is a wish that i would have for everyone mm. um in their lifetime to make a leap at least once yeah just so yeah. that you can know how it feels um not necessarily with the intent to make the leap and and fail but if you do make the leap and fail you're going to learn exactly. but at least you made it in this lifetime um and you don't have to sit on the sideline wondering if mm. you could have jumped out of the nest and flown um, versus just staying in the nest the entire time, just too scared to get out of it. So mm. how how pivotal was it to because um, I as every well, people may not know I was a school photographer as well. And I think it was very um, pivotal for me to um, create consistent work. You know, how pivotal was starting in school photography and how did that help you um, create the business that you have today? Um, So I'm still working on consistency. Oh, pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) But it was extremely pivotal, that job, because I had no prior experience. I came out of a background of psychology, um, social work, higher education, social sciences, all things Mm -hmm. non-art. And to make that hard pivot into um, the art industry, it was imperative that I took the time to recognize that this is my training ground. Right. So unique about that job. I mean, you can 
say, oh, it was just school photography, but despise not the small days for one. However, two, it's just the school photography that gave me the foundation, mm -hmm. that gave me the training, that taught me what a camera, I mean, yes, I've had a camera and they grew bigger and bigger and more and more expensive. However, I didn't know how to work them. Just mm -hmm. like many of us have equipment that we just, we love, but we don't know how to fully operate it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, um, yeah, I don't understand all these buttons, but I know how to hit the button. I know how to take a picture. Um, but when you have control over this tool that's in your hands, it changes the game totally. Mm -hmm. um, it's like speaking another language. It's like music as a language, but it's art or photography as a language. Um, and so it's the school photography job that taught me all of that. Um, I didn't have to pay for the training. I didn't have to buy the equipment. Um, literally everything was handed to me mm -hmm. in a very large cart that filled up <laughs> my entire car. <laughs> I remember that car. Oh God, <laughs> we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> she was faithful to me though. <laughs> um, so everything was literally handed, um, handed over to me and they were like, you need to know this and this and this, and this is our company policy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, got it. I can do that. But then I started asking more questions. Why? And then I started wondering, well, what if I deviate, not on the clock, let's be clear, yeah. <laughs> um, not deviating from, you know, their brand at all. Um, however, it's the, well, what if, or what happens if, or outside of the nine to five on the weekends, when I'm playing with the camera, what can I create mm -hmm. that way? Mm -hmm. Um, because I didn't have my own camera at the time. Um, oh, but I had a boyfriend that supported me <laughs> <laughs> and he purchased my own, uh, camera, my first digital um, DSLR is what they call it, but my first digital camera. That's love. Um, that was a game changer. Yeah. Uh, definitely different from the point and shoots. Um, but that's when that love language comes in for how to move and operate the tool that you have in your hand. So mm -hmm. that, that job was extremely pivotal, extremely pivotal. It definitely, um, working with three to 400 kids a day, you know, Every day, every day, <laughs> it it helped me with patience and and yeah. and you know, it, just doing the same thing every day. It became second nature. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know all the settings. Uh, don't tell anybody. But on weekends, I would use the light to the lights and stuff that they gave us to you know, um, do my own thing. But I think it was very important to um, utilize those tools what they taught us and you know for sure. And, and make it work for our own benefit as well. Yeah, for sure. And that was, like I said, that was my training ground. Um, but because I decided to get outside of the boundaries mm. um, and figure out, well, what happens if I do this or if I press mm. this button or if I play with this or if I move this setting or if I set up this light and at this time of the day, you know, um, that allowed for me to even possibly start dreaming about mm. having a photography business my own self. Um, 
But had it not been for that, allowing me to just get my hands on it, then mm. I don't know. I don't know that I would have. Or um, it might have taken me much longer to really like make up in my mind that this is something that you should really consider doing seriously. Mm. Um, so. Does your background in psychology, um, does that have any like influence or impact on how you um structure your your business or your photography entrepreneurship absolutely um <clears throat> with psychology psychology is in everything just how in my opinion photography is in everything <clears throat> um with psychology understanding people and how they behave and move and also studying children psychology <clears throat> um understanding how they behave and move um, you know, and then like comparing how comfortable people are in front of a camera and not in front of a camera. Mm. Um, sometimes people can just shut down when they get in front of that little black box, yeah. you know, and then it speaks to something so much deeper. And so I am, um, I'm very sensitive, um, and emotionally aware yeah. Of that, reading body language is a big thing for me because if I see you tense up or tighten up or um, if I see that you were just really like belly aching, laughing off to the side five minutes ago and now you are as stiff as a board, <laughs> yeah. it's going to tell me she's not comfortable or he's not comfortable. Um, so let's just stop. Like, let's stop the session just for a second mm. and work through that. Like, it's just me and you, you know, that's it. I know you see like a hundred people passing around or moving past you or stopping to look to see what we're doing. But by the end of the day, it's, it's a dance between me and the individual that I'm working with. Mm. Um, and so because I'm sensitive to that, it allows for me to be able to see a bride if she's uncomfortable or if she's feeling un like overwhelmed on her wedding day. Yeah. Um, or for example, if I'm photographing a three-year-old who has never taken a formal picture before and can barely get on the stool, but they freeze up and practically want to cry because they see this big old white round spot also right. known as a light <laughs> right, right. or you know they see this flash coming at them and they're like whoa what was that you know for a three-year-old that can look like lightning or something mm. um so you just have to know your audience um be sensitive to that and um actually take the time to care about people to really see what is what is under that or what is behind that and I can't tell you how many times I've seen um not even just only women, but also men too, like um, just express so many insecurities that they have about their bodies or right. about their skin or about their smile or about their shapes or about their wrinkles, you know, around their eyes if they smile too hard or, but I just think that there's just so much beauty in that. Like mm. there's beauty in aging also too. Um, I pray to be wise and beautiful with my brown skin and all white hair, like my grandfather, you know, like I just think it's nothing like a silver fox, you know, like <laughs> in my opinion. Um, but not everyone has that perspective. And, you know, I try not to ever forget that. Like 
I treat every session the same as far as coming in to know that this is a person and to handle them with delicate white gloves because you don't know what they're bringing mm. to your camera lens. You don't know what insecurities they're bringing to your stool or whatever. Because sometimes people just forget to breathe, you know? That's like the most yeah. important part about it. Just inhale, just exhale, breathe. you know, and it's that's okay. it. I'm not going to eat you up. <laughs> and if you uh, don't like it, I'll delete it. What are some um, challenges you had to face um, starting off in your career? Um, how hard was it to, I guess, book your first job? If I can't even remember my first job. Um, <laughs> Oh gosh, I think it, my first, my earliest struggle, my earliest challenge was even seeing myself as an artist. Like, mm -hmm. hi, I'm Stephanie and I'm a photographer. That sentence used to freak me all the way out mm -hmm. because there is something called imposter syndrome. Even when you're learning, you can feel like, what did people find out that I don't know as much as they think I know? Right. Or that I might fumble a little longer with these camera settings. Mm. What if they find out that I don't know how to change my ISO? Right. Right. First of all, these people likely probably don't even know what an ISO is. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the mm. majority of these people probably have no clue what you're even talking about. And you're probably the smartest one in the room in that field anyway, between you and the subject. Um, they're just trusting you to do what you do, whatever it is that you do. They don't care how you get there. They just care that you get there to an end product that they love. Exactly. Um, and so, but that's what practice and all the things, um, you know, that's why, why you practice. You practice in the dark. You practice when the light is not on you. You mm -hmm. practice in the season of obscurity. Um, and you just, you will get better at it. You will, as long as you're consistent. Um, it's a long, it's a long game. Now so, out of my bad, I'm sorry. Um, uh -uh, go ahead. out of all the genres of photography, you chose the most scariest genre ever, wedding photography. <laughs> Why did you choose that? Give us, give us the breakdown. <laughs> it's not scary. Actually, you know what? I think it, um, I think it really, comes down to perspective if I'm mm -hmm. honest mm -hmm. if it's something that you love forget what the world thinks mm -hmm. like I actually had we actually had a manager um <laughs> back in the day mm -hmm. um and I mentioned that I was interested in weddings had never photographed a wedding and the individual said I would never touch a wedding with a temple <laughs> like it's just way too much risk. You can miss your opportunity or miss moments. And then it's mm -hmm. all on you. It could be a disaster. They'll remember for the rest of their lives and gave me this very long laundry list as to why I should not have done it. And I don't talk about that story often or that moment, but I did. Um, I was reminded of that just recently. And I was like, what if I were to have listened mm. to that individual so you like, took it as a challenge. I didn't even take it. Mm, okay. I couldn't afford to take it mm. because it would have starved me out of my dream. Mm. And I'm just like, 
I hear you, hard stop, period. Yeah. And that's why you have to be careful with who you share your dreams with because mm. some people without even knowing or without even intending they can talk you right out of it because of their own fears and right. i'm just like you could be scary by yourself but i'm gonna be over here shooting these weddings <laughs> you know and this is a season that i'm in right now so who's to even say that this is my last stop you know for photographing weddings um mm. this has just been my first real consistent stop on my yeah. on my own um outside of school photography for sure did that for several years but um wedding photography has been good to me um and I enjoy it and I love it and I meet new people I love love um it's not even always just about the couples um you know it's about parents whose kids are getting married or mm. Somebody's sister is getting married or somebody's parents are getting married. So, so many love stories, but sub stories within that too. So um, I am just grateful that people really trust me with their day um, and their diamonds. Mm. <laughs> so I'm just like, you know, what a, what an honor to be able to wake up in the morning and literally you have a list of not a well I guess like you have a list of um tools or a list of things in your mind that you're going to be checking off in your head throughout the course of the day and these tools that you've learned and these ideas that you've learned or these techniques that you want to try like all in your head mm -hmm. and whoever the couple is they depend on you to tap into all of that on mm -hmm. their wedding day and I'm just like, that's so dope. So scary, heck yeah. Sometimes, shoot. Because <laughs> uh, you sometimes you just don't know what the lighting conditions might be or, you yeah. know, what the weather is going to be or, you know, whatever. But I I, I, I have a few stories. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that I didn't listen. You know, mm. sometimes it's, it's good to be stubborn. It can pay off. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. I know it's extremely hard balancing art and then business and then, you know, social life and home life. Um, how, where do you find inspiration? Where do you find inspiration to keep going and keep grinding forward? Um, I just have to remind myself that I'm in a race of one. Mm. Um, I'm only in a race of one and it's just, me against me um and I'm inspired to be a better version of myself a better artist a better business owner um as I'm learning this like I didn't go to school for this mm. like let's be clear I did not go to school for this I don't have a degree in business I have a degree in psychology which is very it's not the same at all mm -hmm. um you know so I'm I'm a student every day I'm a student um and sometimes I jump scared sometimes it takes me a little longer to jump hmm. um there's a there's a little birdie in the back of my head that's telling me you know that project that's been sitting on your desk for a month yes is you need to go ahead and make another jump hmm. um but i'm gonna do it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it um because i've i mean i've come so far so like why quit now but yeah i inspire me 
I love that. I love that. Um, we have a few minutes left, and I have a maybe two more questions and after that i'd like to play a quick little game called this or that um okay. how do you handle um relationships with your clients and how do you keep it you know like customer satisfaction like top tier i treat them how i want to be treated um by the end of the day i want to be handled with white gloves and like a delicate butterfly so <laughs> you know i try to handle my clients as such um very attentive to them um, very thorough with them, very detailed and organized with them. Um, I do have boundaries, you know, too, because some clients will, will try you and <laughs> send you text messages to try to call you at any time of the, of the night, but I'm not just a wedding photographer. Right. Um, I'm also a wife and, you know, I'm also just me and need my own quiet time to recharge and all the things. Um, but I handle them with white gloves. I make sure that they're satisfied. And if they're not, then we gonna have a conversation over the phone <laughs> <laughs> to see uh, what was the issue and then how can I correct it? Because, mm -hmm. you know, by the end of the day, people want to be heard and people want their product or their service. So I show up every time the same way I show up for myself. I also show up for them. Oh, that is amazing. All right. This or that. Okay, this or that. It's Let's a game it. that we play with our guests. Um, I asked you um, a question that has two answers. You can only okay. choose one. And the okay. whole world depends on your answers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the pressure. Okay. All right. First question. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. <laughs> Why is that? Because I love my pancakes. Mm. <laughs> I have okay. a pancake recipe. <laughs> okay. Um, kittens or puppies? Puppies all day. Cats got attitudes. Sorry to the cats lovers. I agree. Um <laughs> for me. <laughs> um summertime wedding or fall wedding? Fall all day. Look at my colors. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm channeling fall today, I guess. Mm. Um, fall for, for sure. Just the natural colors. Yeah. Less sweat. Yes. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. <laughs> um, Canon or Nikon? Nikon. Nikon. Oh my God. No, don't I say that. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> Nikon. That's my answer. Very strange relationship <laughs> with Nikon. No problem though. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's something deeper there it's something deeper <laughs> all right um cornbread or hawaiian rolls hawaiian rolls cornbread mm. and collard greens and nick bon okay i'm from the south <laughs> all right uh last question very mm -hmm. last question um well this is not really part of the game what is the hardest part about being you Oh, the hardest part about me, me sometimes is that I can get in my own way. Mm. As much as I've gotten out of my way, sometimes um, I can get in my own way and slow my progress. Um, but I also try to remind myself that I am on track just 
right where I should be. Mm. Mm. You are where you're supposed to be. I am where I am supposed to be, but I can't get out of the way a little bit. <laughs> I can, I can stand to do that. <laughs> hey man, one day at a time. It's, it's all growth at the end of the day, right? Indeed. Um, so, how can people contact you for portrait work? Uh, do you have a website, Instagram, social yes. media? My Instagram is probably where I am the most active in live time at Minicrop. That's at M-I-N-I-C-R-O-P. My website is minicrop.co, www.minicrop.co, no M. Um, I'm also on Facebook at Minicrop Photography, LLC. Mm-hmm. And I'm on Threads, y'all. Find me on Threads at Minicrop. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the threads thing. You got I Twitter, think. Facebook, uh, Instagram, this, that, this, TikTok. Like, it's too much to keep up with. I'm an old dude. They're woven in together. See what I did there? 